the gentle business revolution. That's the term that came to me. And I was like, that's exactly what we need. It's business is got to change. We, we have to have a different approach to business. Business is personal. It's not just business is business, you know, the way we're taught or business is tough and, and all of these kind of sayings that we grew up with. So the Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hi, I'm Christine, the host of the Startup Student Podcast, as if you know by now. And we're launching a new series, super exciting, like every series I'm doing, because I have so many amazing guests. This one is called The Humane Marketing Approach with Sarah Santacorce. Welcome, Sarah. Welcome to this new series and exciting episode. So happy to be here, Christine. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so like I said, we um, talk about the humane marketing approach. So Sarah is um, a humane marketing consultant and the founder of the Humane Marketing Revolution. And yes, that is as exciting as it sounds. And we're going to introduce um, to you today what that actually means um, by telling you why it's actually important to do um, to have a humane marketing approach and discover the seven P's in an overview that Sarah developed. So Sarah, would you like to dive right in and maybe tell us a bit more about yourself, what you're doing, uh, humane marketing revolution, what is that all about? Yeah, thank you, Christine. So, um, you know, I'm going to start out with a personal story. I usually, at least before, I always started out with my professional story and, you know, I did this and that in my career. And now I actually like to uh, talk about a personal story. And that started with me growing up in a hippie commune uh, back in the days in uh, early 80s. I um, grew up in a small I, I call it hippie commune. I, I guess my parents wouldn't really refer to themselves as, as hippies, but they were definitely the type, you know, long hair, long beards, uh, flower power. They were also very politically engaged. And uh, what they did is they bought a, an apartment building together with other friends. And, and then we all had our own apartment, but we uh, had a lot of co-living space. We ate at each other's houses, uh, places, apartments uh, all the time. We had like, I remember these uh, weekly or maybe bi-weekly meetings where we had to discuss certain things, or at least the parents did. And, and the kids, of course, we were all always hanging out in one of the rooms, either in ours or in theirs. And so it was really, really kind of this... Um, way of growing up differently. And then for the longest time, I then moved out at, uh, I guess at 16, because then when we, we my parents moved and, and, uh, and so kind of the thing, it didn't fall apart because we still are friends and we see each other actually every Christmas. Uh, but it was just, you know, the kids grow up, it was time to, to move away. But I tell the story because it really is a big part of me. And yet for the last, uh, let's say 25 years in my then professional career, 
I've always hidden that away. Like that never came up in my corporate days. Uh, it then also didn't come up when I was building my LinkedIn consulting business. Uh, it's funny um, because I went into the most professional platform, like the most stiff and kind of chamber of commerce type platform, at least back in the days, LinkedIn was like that. And so I, I never mentioned any of that. And yet uh, we'll get to why this is so important in humane marketing. But yeah, that that's my upbringing. And that's basically also the reason why I think part of this revolution uh, is kind of in my DNA. Like we, my parents raised their kids differently. I'm now saying it's time to do marketing differently because what then happened, uh, Christine, a few years ago is I really had kind of a, not a burnout, but like, you know, a real uh, kind of dark night of the soul where I was like, what am I doing in this online marketing world? I've been growing my LinkedIn consulting business to a, you know, quotation mark, successful six-figure business. And yet I felt like, oh, it's, it was such a drag to do this marketing the way we were told to do marketing. And so I really decided that that point, and it was kind of on a therapist chair, uh, I, I had this epiphany of, of this term that came to me. It was back then it was the gentle mark, uh, the gentle business revolution. That's the term that came to me. And I was like, that's exactly what we need. It's business is got to change. We, we have to have a different approach to business. Business is personal. It's not just business is business, you know, the way we're taught or business is tough and, and all of these kind of sayings that we grew up with. So that's, I guess, kind of the, the story of me coming full circle. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you for sharing that and being your authentic self. Um, I can relate to um, also the, the burnout part and not, not being happy with um, the marketing world in general because that's, um, that is my background um, and I, I worked in a lot of... Um, yeah, a lot of years in that industry um, and um, a lot of people have this idea, okay, marketing is false, it's all um, not real, it's not authentic and I do understand that because a lot of times it isn't and um, especially with social media these days and where everyone is just trying to show um, their perfect world and their perfect self and the perfect company which is not true and in the end people connect always with people and buy also from people like you also say it's all these sayings and wisdom but um, no one is really practicing it as much but I can also see a change um, in the marketing world where this becomes more and more important to be authentic um, I think yours goes even a bit further humane um, and that's why I, I found it extremely interesting and, and I'm so happy that you're on this podcast to explore this more. Um, so yeah, thank you for, for sharing that. I can really relate uh, to all of the points that uh, you mentioned and it's great that you made the decision, decision to break out of the circle and you found um, your passion, your true self within your what you're doing uh, as a business and your expertise and are able to combine this in a way right. so that it also makes sense and uh, get also results <laughs> so yeah that's um lovely thank you 
So the, the, what you developed um, is uh, based on seven Ps. Could you maybe go and um, go about it uh, and explain about it a bit more um, and anything else that you might want to mention or reply to what I just say, said? Yeah, yeah, thank you. So, so essentially when I did have this breakthrough, I thought, well, actually what we need is a, is a new concept or a new approach to marketing. And you're right, it is um, obviously um, a more authentic marketing approach. Um, and yet I didn't want to call it authentic marketing because I think when it, there's a confusion about authentic marketing that people ask me, well, so do you teach people how to be authentic in marketing? I'm like, well, that's kind of an oxymoron. You can't teach people to be authentic. They have to really find themselves so that it comes from an authentic place, right? We can't just follow a cookie cutter approach to being authentic. Um, so, so when I uh, realized, okay, we need a new, a different way uh, to, to market, I looked at the seven P's of marketing that existed already. Sometimes they're called the four P's, depending on what school you followed. Uh, but it's a concept that has been existing since the 60s. And so I looked at the, this principle and uh, basically they're, they were presented in different circles, different P's uh, in separate circles. And so I, when I looked at this for a while, all of a sudden these circles started to move and they started to um, put themselves into the shape of a mandala. And I, my parents weren't Buddhists or anything like that, but my mom, I remember she was coloring mandalas sometimes kind of as a meditative thing, art, you know, artsy thing to do. And so I really got interested in this idea of the mandalas and then also labyrinths. So I kind of uh, followed that curiosity. And I started to learn that a mandala is actually a creative process that leads to yourself, to your center. And uh, Jung was actually using this with his uh, patients. So it really was a a concept that helped people kind of uncover who they are. And that's really how I look at marketing. And that's also why I started by telling you my story about the hippie upbringing. So again, the, the, the piece started to kind of take the shape of a mandala and in the center of the mandala, I now kind of have a flower, but what that really means is that through the different P's, you start to learn to market from within. And so actually the flower in the center of the mandala, that's you as the marketer. And then the different P's, they start with passion, then personal power, people, product, pricing, promotion, and partnership. So I took some of the P's from the old paradigm, from the original seven P's, and I kept those. Uh, for example, people, product, and pricing and promotion. These ones were in the initial uh, seven P's. But then I brought in uh, kind of the new paradigm, which was passion, personal power, and partnership. And what's I think unique about the humane marketing approach is this idea that we don't 
start with our ideal avatar or ideal clients. Uh, we actually start with ourselves. We want to figure out first who we are as uh, people, who we are as you know, business owners, as marketers, so that we can come from this, this authentic place than when we do market our businesses. So that's why we start with the P of passion to really figure out, well, what am I passionate about? What's my why, like Simon Sinek likes to say. Yeah, and I, I love that you start with that. Um, I, I, first of all, it's great that you include it in general and wasn't in the typical marketing studies um, where you have three or four Ps. Um, but I think, yeah, it's extremely important um, because of all the reasons that you already mentioned and many more. However, um, it's great that you also start with that. So we start with a person, we start with um, the company's core um, and the values and uh, what they're passionate about um, to then lead into all the other things, which makes complete sense because right. If you, if you don't look at it in a holistic way, let's say a bit more, um, people get demotivated. People don't enjoy if they do marketing um, because it, it feels not right. It feels not like them. Um, so if they start with that and then go through the process also with you, for example, it means they, I, I think uh, that they start identifying quicker and easier with things that they're gonna do uh, later on. So, yeah. yeah, so true. Like the, 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 the idea of um, marketing, right? It shouldn't even have a term. It should just be you're communicating uh, with your ideal clients, you know, this idea of, oh, I have to market or I have to sell. Well, usually when people understand that they actually just have to talk about what they're so passionate about like in my case you know humane marketing um yeah then that is marketing what we're doing here uh, on this podcast is marketing and so whether you are a holistic healer and you're talking about how you know you're healing people that is marketing and so it sometimes kind of takes a, a a different perspective to really see oh that is marketing I had no idea I thought I had to like be pushy and have all these techniques and and yet no you don't <laughs> yeah and that is so true because I also always tell people well marketing is basically just telling people about what you're doing and why you love what you're doing and that exactly. means they get informed and that, uh, like you also just said, people are not so afraid anymore, okay, <laughs> because exactly what you said, they think I need to be pushy and stuff. I mean, turning a person who's interested uh, in something into a sales, another conversation, and I know you, you also um, published a book on that uh, part. Um, however, at the moment, we are focusing on marketing. It's nothing else than telling people in an easy way and understandable way what you're doing and why you're doing it and why you're exactly. so passionate about it so yeah yeah thank you i like yeah. that we have the same um, idea about that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um do you want to talk a bit more about the first p the passion any any other things that you would like to explore um, about yeah I, again I, I guess i can talk about my own experience of um, creating a linkedin consulting business it wasn't a passion business it was a 
um, I guess a circumstance business. I we we had just moved to California, and I had to uh, kind of leave my corporate cho- job over here in Switzerland. And so over there, I was like, okay, what can I do? And since uh, social media was kind of in the beginning, this was 2006. I then started learning about, um, you know, LinkedIn and how you can use LinkedIn uh, to to promote your business and get clients. And so I didn't think about, you know, long term, what do I, who do, who am I, what am I passionate about? It was just like, oh, you know, this thing is here and I know how to use it. And so let me, let me grow that into a business. What happened, unfortunately, um, over time is yes, I started looking at all these marketing programs and okay, you know, who's my ideal client. And I had a really good idea of my ideal client, but this ideal client wasn't also necessarily aligned with who I was. And so there was a a big kind of misfit in terms of who I was really attracting. People were asking me, you know, to generate a thousand leads on LinkedIn uh, every week. And and that goes so much against my values to do any kind of shady marketing techniques using third-party tools or things like that. So since it was not a passion-based business, it quickly kind of, it, it didn't give me those, this foundation, this really solid foundation. This is what I really want to change in the world. This is who I am. This is where I see a need. Um, and then I just kind of followed like a, like a leave in the wind. It's like, oh, I could do this. And then, and so that I, I see that happen so often with new entrepreneurs that they don't take the time to really think about these foundations and and passion and personal power. Those are the foundations. And so they then just kind of, you know, look at all the shiny objects. Oh, now I have to learn how to get clients on Instagram. And now I have to do this and that. And and it can quickly get out of hand and 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 yeah you you basically waste a lot of time um which would have probably yeah you would have saved a lot of time looking at the the foundation first yeah that is so true and it it becomes extremely overwhelming because exactly that this this uh overwhelm of information and um, people just pushing you need to do this you need to do that um there's no need to do any specific things if it if it's not fitting who you are what your business does and what your your clients are using or or want in the end um so i i understand and that's one of the main things i hear also from people that they say no it becomes too much and now like you say i need to be on instagram and i need to be on this and i need to be on that and i con- and, and i need to be consistent because if i just post once a day then um nothing will happen and there is truth in that of course but you should be consistent on um specific channels let's say not we're not talking about just uh, social media um and do it right before trying to do it all but not in such an efficient and good way really yeah 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 no totally um i'd say the other thing that comes up with passion is that Sometimes, you know, we talk about this a lot nowadays, and so I'm not not the only one talking about passion or purpose-based businesses. 
And so it can almost become overrated to a certain extent where people then feel like, well, I don't know, I just have to pay my bills. So I don't, I don't have a passion business, you know, what do I do now? And, and I have this recently as a question in my marketing like we're human programs a lady was really stuck with this idea of the passion she's like I don't know what my passion is anymore you know I've been so overwhelmed and confused uh, and, and you know obviously reading uh, starting with the why from Simon Sinek that it almost becomes like a thing another thing you have to do or have to have and so if this is happening for you, the listener, then I would just say, you know, don't, don't overrate this idea of the passion. If you already know it, that's amazing. And yes, definitely follow that and follow, um, you know, use that as a foundation. But if you feel overwhelmed hearing this idea of what's your passion, what's your why, then just leave it at that. Um, because sometimes you need to just give it its place and let it find you uh, compared to you, you know, chasing this passion now, or, or even worse, like creating a fake one, you know, that obviously it has to be authentic. And oftentimes uh, that means that it will take some time for me when I started moving out of my LinkedIn consulting business even though I still do some LinkedIn work, but, but it's kind of pivoting. Um, yeah, it didn't come easy. I'm like, what is my passion? I don't, I don't know. You know, uh, I thought this was it. LinkedIn was my thing. And yet deep down, I could feel, no, there's something else, but I didn't know what. So I would just leave it at that and ask yourselves questions. Don't look for answers, but just keeping, keep asking yourself the questions, you know, what are you passionate about or what is unique uh, that you would like to bring to this world? Or um, what did you do when you were seven years old? Like, who were you when you were seven years old? Because that's when we were really still authentic before being influenced by everyone else. So rather than focusing too much on the answers, focus on the questions. Um, one thing I wanted uh, to pick up on what you said is that people thought, oh, I thought this is it. This is my passion um, because they never really thought about that question. Like you say, continue asking yourself because also your passions, your, your values, your priorities change in life uh, depending right. on your circumstances. Um, but just because you're good at something doesn't mean it has to be your passion. Um, right. and this is I think where people sometimes get confused no but this comes easy for me okay this is a talent and you can work with that and but maybe even a talent can become a burden and uh, too much uh, I, I have met so many people that turn of course their hobby um, and their passion into a business and then it just becomes uh, to make money and they, they lose their passion for right. what they were passionate before um, right. So it can also go this way. And um, it's really important to ask yourself the question also, I think, on a regular basis and, and see if it's still fitting what you're doing. Like you said, okay, I did LinkedIn and I uh, was good at it and I enjoyed it, but <laughs> uh, maybe not so much. And then I had to discover what's uh, good and what you enjoy. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you would like to mention before we wrap up, wrap up the episode? I think, 
you know, we, we kind of really spent some time on the, on the passion idea. I, I want to underline again, how, um, the humane marketing approach is different because it spends more time on the being and less time on the doing. I think in general, if you look at all the marketing programs out there, it's always, um, marketers or as business owners, we always think we have to do more. Um, so we have to learn the latest marketing technique or the, you know, the Instagram reels or the Facebook ads or the whatever it is, right? We feel like we have to chase after doing more. And humane marketing is about a slower approach. And that means spending some time on the being. And then once you know that, the you know you have that being and you know who you are it's then also about bringing more of you to your marketing and that's just another way of saying being authentic in your marketing but i i feel like this uh, it's so easy to say just be authentic in your marketing but people are like but how you know i don't know <laughs> what's authentic anymore so it almost feels like uh, humane marketing is a blend between personal development and pragmatic business and, and marketing advice. So I'd, I'd say that kind of sums it up. And then of course, the term humane marketing, it really brings in this idea of being gentle and kind uh, to ourselves first, to our clients, and also to the planet, because I think it's also a sustainable approach to marketing and more ethical approach and that includes the planet it includes you know life in general um i was really intrigued recently i had a conversation with someone who said you know it's what if instead of keep using the term human centered we used the term life centered and that really resonated with me even though i use human centered as well and hu human is in the word humane but i really think she was right we need to extend it and say, well, what we really need to come back to is a life-centered approach. And that includes, you know, our planet, our limited resources, uh, the fact that we don't always have to sell more, even though it is marketing. What if we approach it in a more humane way uh, that is more life-centered than human-centered? Lovely. And I think that sums up uh, the episode very well and gives uh, the listeners to think about things. <laughs> in um, the next episode, we're going to talk about the three other P's. So we have seven overall. We talked about the first one, and you can see there's a lot behind all of them. Um, we're going to talk about personal power in people, and I can't wait for that. Thank you so much for your time, Sarah. Thank you, Christine. Look forward to the second one. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.